152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. All right, Kev, we're back after a what feels like a very long break, but was only one week. Uh, let everybody have their 4th of July without any uh, any golf betting advice. Um, I feel like we've been gone a long time, but it hasn't really been that long. So I don't feel like we have a ton to catch up on, but we should touch on a few things uh, in our lives and in the world of golf before we get to our, uh, our, our episode this week, which will be a little quick hitter. Um, just the picks, no commentary episode, which will be the first of its kind. But so 4th of July and then a big uh, Ryder Cup preview round um, between you and your vice captain and me and my first first ace. I'll call him on the team. What are your initial thoughts with one practice match in the books? Any lingering thoughts from the fourth overall, man? What's going on before we uh, start to fire away? Yeah, it's been good. Good to be back. Um, had a nice fourth. So we were together on the fourth actually, but didn't, uh, find the time or need to record, which, which was fine. Um, but yeah, had a lot of fun, nice to relax a little bit. Um, but definitely good to get, to get back here. Um, yeah, we had a blast playing, uh, the other day at red tail, super nice course. If you never got the chance to play there. Um, I think probably one of the top 10 public courses in Massachusetts for sure. Um, Way better so than definitely... Shaker Hills is all I know. Yeah. Dylan, if you're listening, but better than Shaker Hills for sure. Um, so yeah, it, it was good to meet uh, Dylan, your coach um, and good, good just to play around with four guys that are going to be uh, part of that tournament. I've been trying to sort of get together as many rounds as possible with just different groups of, of guys who are going to be there. So yeah, um, yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, everyone everyone looked pretty good. You know, games sort of rounding into form. Hopefully, everybody's you know putting putting the work in and and getting to uh, the point where they they want to be at. Because we're just, uh, I believe, tomorrow will be exactly one month out from uh, from the Ryder Cup. So so looking forward to that for sure. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, that's correct. I've been in close contact with my squad. If they're listening, I know my vice captain is in. Uh, Europe right now with a bunch of countries. I, I think he's uh, scouting out, you know, link style golf uh, along with his other stuff and trying to, you know, learn all the styles to be able to master master his craft before he comes back. Uh, I know somebody else on the team just bought new clubs, which is pretty sweet. And then we got we got some minor team chemistry issues on on Team Europe, which we're trying to work through, but you know, we're, we're moving on that front slowly, but surely. And, and hopefully we will get to a place where we can actually coexist by the time that we tee off uh, a month. Yeah, when, you, when you bring these types of personalities together, you know, it's not uncommon to have, uh, you know, personality issues sometimes, but um, yeah, just, just got to work through it. And, and this is kind of a nice preview. Obviously we got the, I, mean, I don't want to call ours, not the real Ryder cup, but the real, real Ryder cup coming up in a couple months. Um and, you know, with there being so many events this week and next week, obviously, we have like a, a sort of bigger, stronger field event and alternate event both weeks coming up consecutively this week and next week. Um, a lot of those like last sort of Ryder Cup spots sort of um, up in the air, the captain's picks and a couple other spots as well. So it'd be interesting to see what kind of plays out over the next couple of weeks here um, in terms of filling those last few positions. Yeah, that's a really good um that's a really good observation. I know these last couple of weeks have sort of been uh, 
like for me, a little bit of a downshift in the action of the PGA tour, like coming off a bunch of just high profile tournaments. We haven't had, um, you know, a ton of drama. Um, you know, we saw Ricky Fowler win, uh, over the holiday, which was pretty sweet to see him get back in the winner's circle. And then we had, um, Sepp Straka, uh, you know, fire at a 59 almost. And that, that was all great. But uh, within that, you know, speaking of the Ryder Cup, and I'm sure we will get into this way, way, way more. But like Ricky Fowler, like looking like pretty likely for the American team, which would be damn sweet. And I've just had my eyes focused on uh, for Team Europe um, since he's come over in term pro uh, Ludwig, uh, my guy, just like absolutely electric every single tournament he's played uh you know since he's turned pro and somebody that i think is a very live bullet um for team europe uh you know they're they're one through five and, and maybe like one through six has never really been in question that can go toe to toe with with the u.s guys but it's always like that seven through 12 spot where the u.s depth has always just dominated but this year like some really you know frisky guys down at the bottom i'm, I'm very much looking forward to that um you know cub november yeah, the rise of uh, Ludwig has been pretty impressive over the last couple of weeks. I think if you had asked the general consensus maybe two or three weeks ago, most people would have said it's a little bit too early for him to be on that team. But I think now with the results and just his like single round upside potential, we saw, I think, at the John Deere Friday and Sunday, he shot very, very low rounds um, and can just get very hot like that. That type of thing is very valuable in the Ryder Cup format. And it's something I think that you have to almost think he's he's probably a lock to be one of those captain picks now after these these um, previous couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, that'll be exciting. And somebody who's probably going to be a staple for that team um, in years to come. So I don't see years. why you would. Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't want to get him a little experience now, even if he's maybe you know, obviously still very young, but, but the game is there. Right. Yeah. No, I've loved watching him play and he'll be, he'll be back in action this week. Um, so yeah, coming into this, this week, we were thinking about, you know, which, which of the events we wanted to, we wanted to focus on. And then both of us kind of more importantly have all of our focus and, and, you know, the majority of our focus on, um, you know, the open championship next week and rightfully so. So I think what we had in mind this week was just sort of go through, and uh, just straight through the bullshit and just get right to the picks. And and we just sort of pick some, uh, you know, before the pod and we'll just alternate, you know, bets that we like for this week, regardless of what tournament it's in, the Scottish Open or the Barbasol, uh, the Scottish Open obviously being the, the way more marquee uh, of that field. But, you know, the PGA is still going and that's where our, our you know, pod sort of lies. So we'll touch on that as well, um, but we'll just go back and forth. And if you know, if one of the uh, one of the plays gets us into a discussion about a player, that's that's fantastic too. Um, but I want to focus, you know, the majority of our time, um, you know, podcast time on next week. So while while this week may be a pretty pretty quick one, um, we'll be sure to get an extended one next week going into the final major of the year. Um, so I'll start. I uh, I was looking at everybody, you know, both players are all the. Sorry, all the players in both of the fields. Um, and my first pick is going to come from the Scottish. And, and I'm sort of going to roll um, two picks into one. I have 10 plays, but I'm only focused on uh, way fewer players than that. Uh, so the first player that I'm focused on is Minwoo Lee. Um, I'm going to play him both to win the tournament and I'm going to play him in the top 10. Uh, to win is 35 to 1 and in the top 10 is 360. Um, to make a long story short on that, uh, I just love... Uh, his game for the type of golf that's going to have to be played. You know, we are playing in Europe, uh, more Lynx golf, especially if the wind kicks up, you know, that's sort of been a staple of this course in this tournament. 
Um, he plays the ball very low and hits the shit out of it too. Uh, so both of those things sort of give me, uh, you know, him as, as a live dog um, down in the 35 to one range. So I like him both top 10 and to win. Love that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see after we're through with this, how many crossover picks we had in common. Cause that was yeah, one of mine not, as well. You're not consult. So you, oh, you <laughs> had to win. I did. Yes. Nice. Um, yeah. To win. Uh, th- I guess saw 34 to one on FanDuel. He's priced 8,900 on DraftKings. And yeah, just to add a couple to Ed's point. Um, yeah. He's kind of been sneaky, very good the past couple months. He's had uh, three straight top 15s, the top five of the U S open. Um, He's had a couple of tournaments where he he tends to lose some strokes um, on approach. He can lose like five to, five to six strokes in a round, unfortunately, but um, has gained. I think he, he did that at the Travelers, I believe, but also gained 12 strokes around the green um, and finished T9. So if you're hoping just his approach play can just, just sort of be average and the rest of his game, that putter gets hot again and and um, he'll be in contention for sure. So I like that pick. Um, a little bit further up the boards a little more of a favorite i had also the scottish open is uh tommy fleetwood so uh he also was t5 at the u.s open um his scottish open history at the at this course that they're playing at which is only i believe 15 years old this course it's very new um right in golf terms but especially for scotland that's like probably the newest course in, in Scotland that they have maybe. Uh, but he's finished T4 and second uh, in his last three starts there, 2,100 on FanDuel um, and priced at 9,400 on DraftKings. So, um, you know, you say, of course, Tommy like just do- doesn't get wins, uh, which is not really true. He doesn't win on the PGA Tour or in America, but he right. has uh, six America. or seven, I think. Yeah, he, he has many international wins. Um, so he can get it done. Um and you know if it, if it's gonna if the wind's gonna pick up and it's gonna be those kind of familiar Scottish conditions that we that we know about, um, he's he's certainly comfortable there. So I, I like that play as well. Nice, yeah. I have uh, putting my personal animosity with with Tommy aside. Um, his game super fits this tournament, and if I wasn't so hurt, you know, that's somebody I would have considered as well. But he will be out of my lineup this week. He'll be out of my betting board this week, and that'll be basically on principle. Will not will not be entering my lineups. But he fits. All right, I want to bounce over to the Barbasol. Uh, way weaker field, um, but another double play for me. It's going to be Grayson Murray uh, in the top 10 and the top 20. Grayson Murray probably better known uh, for chirping and being like people coming over the top on him with those chirps because he's just not that good. Uh, I think Rory McIlroy actually made one of his many like, oh, you just have to play better uh, insults to him this year. So certainly known more for his off-the-course prowess, but on a top 20 last week um, at the John Deere uh, in in an extremely weak field, I sort of like the value that he's getting both in the top 10 and the top 20. The top 10 is at uh, five and a half to one, and the top 20 is at two and a half to one. And like I said, it's not, you know, he's definitely a corn fairy level talent. Um, but this is a, a very soft field when you've got the likes of Taylor Pendrith and Lucas Glover uh, leading the odds board. Like, so I just, I just, you know, like it's surely on value for, I guess, too. All right. Love that. That was another one of my picks. Good. So it, all right. So, maybe just listen, so we're crossing just over listen to the same stuff. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, probably. Um Okay, yeah. So Grayson Murray is an interesting one. He got into the John Deere last week because of a Brandon Wu withdrawal. And as I'd mentioned, fin- had a very good finish there, finished T6. Uh, and I believe he might have been first round leader. I think he shot a 64 in the first round. I can't remember if that was good enough for first Second round leader, place. but certainly. 
Yeah, second as somebody with a bit. with a Murray uh, first round leader ticket last week, <laughs> you can uh, tell me because I heard it on somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, T second. Okay, yeah. So I like that. His, number, his outright number is fifty five to one as well. I'm not sure what his um, first round leader number is, but his finishes on the Corn Ferry Tour in the past month or not month, maybe like going two months back now or something like that, were, were very strong. Um, yeah, he has some interesting stories. If you look up some stuff on Grayson Murray on Twitter, you can probably find some some interesting stuff. I believe I saw something he maybe tried to like sleep with his caddy's girlfriend or wife. Was it something like that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want, if you're interested, you can probably find some good stuff on him. Okay. Um, so I'm going to take it back to the Scottish open. So these, a couple things on this field, both of these tournaments this week are uh, co-sanctioned by both the PGA tour and the DP world tour. So we have a very interesting and unique field in terms of uh, a lot of guys who, if you don't watch a ton of European tour, which I don't know too many people that do, uh, there's probably a lot of players that you haven't heard of this week um, in both fields. Um, but particularly in the Scottish Open, the, the stronger players from the European Tour, there, there's quite a few. So I'm going to go with um, Alexander Bjork, who has finished T9 or better uh, in his last uh, or his three most recent starts. And he also has two top fours um, in his last six starts. Uh, he has not played on the PGA Tour since the Open Championship uh, back in last year at, at uh, St. Andrews. Um, so you probably have not seen him a ton, but uh, he's listed at 120 to one on FanDuel and priced at 7,300 on DraftKings. So um, he's a guy I, I really like, and I think he has really strong, um, probably top 10 and top 20 potential as well. I don't know what the numbers are on him, but uh, I would be interested in in doing that as well, possibly. I like that. Yeah, I, I love seeing some of these European guys that you don't get a chance to see unless you're flipping over to um, the five minutes before the PGA starts uh, on some random Thursday. Um, I'll, I'll go in that vein, uh, stick with the Scottish Open and sort of a guy that we don't see very much here in the States. Uh, Robert McIntyre, Bob McIntyre, um, top 20 is uh, positive 320. Um, I like him there. I'm not sure I like him to win just with the firepower on top, but um, playing link style golf in a potentially windy weekend, uh, super familiarity with that that style of golf in this course. Um, and yeah, I love the lefty uh, this week. Just just a solid guy. So the top 20 there at over three to one, I, I like the value on that a lot. And I'll be playing that. Yeah, I was going to say, I love uh, left-handed if I'm not mistaken, but yeah, That's you right. confirmed that. So good, got to support that for sure. Yeah, I love Bobby Mack. Good, nice uh, Euro Tour guy. Okay, uh, taking it back to the Barbasol, I like um, – both I saw as a first round leader, I believe at 100 to one and at uh, outright at 120 to one is going to be uh, Jim Herman, another decent week at the John Deere, uh, but incredibly high one round upside potential. I believe he shot a 61 on Friday with something like 10 birdies or something like that. Um, the putter has always been historically very strong for him. Um so just look, somebody I'm looking at with sort of high upside, it's sort of a big number there. And again, the the, the Barbasol this week is going to be incredibly similar to the John Deere with just probably a weaker field. So like similar winning type score. Um, and I think they're just going to tear this course up again. Same same um, sort of result. So I'm looking for him to have one of those rounds again this week. Nice. I like and that. Uh, actually, Ed, I think that's going to be it for mine. So I don't know what else you have, but um, go ahead and share. And I, can I got a, yeah, I got a, I got a couple others. I want to, f- uh, I'll stop talking about the Barbasol with this last pick, Ryan Gerard, uh, to finish in the top twenty, positive two eighty. Um, again, just just playing on on what I perceive to be 
uh, sort of some disrespect in the odds, uh, not not really picking him to win the tournament, but just a dude who's been in pretty decent form in a, in a watered-down field. Um, but the Scottish, with the better field, sort of has my, my more fun plays. Um, this is another sort of fun long shot. Uh, I like Seamus Power. Uh, at 110 to one to win the tournament, but more realistically and something that I'll be playing is the first round leader at 80 to one for Seamus power. Um, just again, like pretty much the same script I've been saying with the majority of my picks so far, just familiarity over there. Uh, a name like Seamus power should also just automatically contend in the Scottish open. Like it just fits like that. Um, another guy that I, again, just like I'm a little stunned by, by how far down he is on the board is Gary Woodland. Um, he's three and a half to one uh, to finish in the top 20. I know that he has uh, given many interviews, including this week, about his familiarity and um, comfort with uh, playing the ball lower, playing the ball, you know, more link style. Um, you know, I sort of recognize that when I watch him play on like the feature groups, like he hits everything so low um, compared to the people that he usually plays with. He's at 100 to one to win. I sort of like that number two. Um, and then my final guy uh, that I'll be on is Matt Fitzpatrick. Um, and that sort of will just be playing him to win at 22 to one. Um, just think he's been really strong uh, the last few weeks after uh, after a shaky start to the season. And again, a European guy who's familiar playing like this. Um, and, and, you know, I'm sort of hoping and the weather seems to be predicting like a little bit of wind this week. So um, the more that uh, becomes a factor, sort of the more, um, at least I feel comfortable with the strategy that I have now. I don't know that that hasn't really worked out in the last few weeks, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Fitz, Fitzpatrick is an interesting one. He's had sort of kind of an up and down season, but um, yeah, obviously this is going to be somewhere, somewhere where he's comfortable playing and gets it done on a lot of different t- types of courses. You know, we've seen him, really, he had the win this year at, uh, was it? Uh, I can't remember now, but obviously won at Brookline last playoff year. With, and uh, I believe playoff with speed this year. I can't remember either, but I remember that a short, a short course though. Right. right. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, was it the art RPC, the heritage maybe? Uh, I don't know, but anyway, so he, yeah, he just, and then he's had some, some sort of weird struggles this year as well, but hopefully, you know, sort of rounding into a little bit of form here recently. And he's definitely a guy I have my eye on as well. Hatton is another one that I think has a, a good chance to win here. Not somebody that I, that I bet personally, but um, he's, he's had an incredibly strong season. Hasn't got the win yet, but there's a couple guys, you know, Ricky got it done just having incredibly strong play where you know that a win is coming. It's just about pinpointing sort of where it's going to be. Yeah. I like, I like Hatton as well. Um, He'd sort of be in my, in my thoughts of like just winner without the odds. I don't really like him at 20 to one um, enough, but you know, who's your guy, just, just who you pick to win the tournament, just straight up odds aside uh, for the Scottish. Yeah. Scottish. The Barbasol. I don't uh, think it's, it's even a worthy yeah. exercise. Um, yeah. Yeah. It would be Hatton or, or Fleetwood probably. Um, I mean, there's other guys toward, towards the top that I'm hearing a lot of talk about. Like I'm hearing a lot of, a lot of Cantlay, but I just can't until Cantlay wins. Um, I I can't don't think I can get behind it. And I mean, he's had obviously a pretty strong season, but I don't know. It's just been a while since we've seen a win from him. Same thing. What what would the the JT number have to be for you? I just we've we've had this discussion before. Higher than this like, but for sure. Yeah, we still we've seen we have seen no semblance of life <laughs> at all. So um, I don't I know. Mean, it's one- fine. One strong round on like a birdie fest course doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't. No. 
No. And it's good. Obviously, like there's probably going to be a time where he comes back and you would like to be early on that and buying low, but you got to show me something. Not this week, man. <laughs> yeah. Not this week. We'll yeah, I was stunned to see him where he is. 40 to one, like is so, you know, is, is disrespectful to him customarily, but I'm looking at a few guys that are just like no brainer, better values to me, um, like right below him, like Corey Connors. I wouldn't think about playing or I wouldn't think twice about playing Sungjae over him. Connor's opened at like 75. I think I saw something on Twitter this morning and people just like bought that. Yeah. Bought it up to 40, obviously. Uh, and same like Wyndham Clark. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, he's an interesting one. Cause I don't think, I don't know if he's played at this course before, but, um, but yeah, he, he, he'll be one to watch for sure this week. That's the kind of the nice thing why and why they do this tournament. It's a nice sort of build up and format to the open championship. So uh, you know, you see some guys playing well over here uh, that can mean some good things for the following week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on Cantley too, by the way. Like, I almost feel like Cantley is a sure bet to, like, if you were just telling me who's going to, like, finish in the top 10 for sure, like, I would have a lot of confidence in telling you that he has a pretty good shot to do that. But just, like, not even in my thoughts of, like, the winner this week. Just looked, like, right past him. Um, yeah, this is going to be boring, but. Scotty for me has to be again. I hate to, you know, I'm gonna just gonna say it every week until he stops finishing second. But I just don't, I don't know how you draw another name out of the hat right now. I know it's super boring. Um, if he didn't exist, is, I'd probably say Ricky yeah. is like my my second favorite to win. Like, especially because I sort of want to see him, you know, go into the open with some momentum, having that history there. Uh, you know, finishing second. I don't know. But yeah, I think it's Scotty, unfortunately. We've probably discussed this on this podcast before. I can't really remember. But do you know when the last time Scotty finished outside the top 12 is? I do. It's October yeah. of 2022. CJ Cup, yeah. You know how Great. stupid that Incredible. is? <laughs> That's so stupid. And I don't want to say, like, he. how many wins does he have in that stretch? Like two or three? I don't know. Yeah, but the fact that he, how many times he's teed it up, and he's managed. Oh, it's. I don't know if it's more impressive that he's had that stretch of top twelves, or that he's only won like two or three times in that stretch. I feel like the latter. It's been crazy, and it's not just like you know, it's not just like top tens, like sort of just like draw, like you know, finishing strong on Sunday to like backdoor it. It's been like finding a way to not win and just finish second instead, like you know, using some historically bad performances on the green to keep yourself out of first place. It's crazy, right? All right. I got one more bonus pick for you, Kev. I'm going right. into the uh, Howling Companies Championship. Uh, and if you're unfamiliar with that, that'll be the Champions Tour event this this week. Stephen Ames at 20 to 1, bargain, bargain. I've, I've watched like too much Champions Cup golf like the last couple of weeks um, because of Longer's like 80th win or whatever it is on the senior tour. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't like where he is. I don't like Stricker as the heavy favorite either. So if you want a good value play just to win the tournament, I like Stephen Ames there. All right. I like that. I can't say I've watched too much Champions Tour, but uh, but I'll trust you on that one. Yeah, there's been a lot of different good golf on the past. Oh, the, the uh, Liv had a tournament last weekend as well, right? Cam Smith yep. getting the win. It's got to be live for the Open Championship. Oh God, so that's, yeah. that's uh, something big to keep an eye on as well. But um but yeah, yeah, it's and this is a nice stretch too. Obviously, with these tournaments being in Europe, we get the morning round, you know, coffee golf, we call it. Yes. So as soon as you wake up, there's live golf to be watched, which is 
not not much better than that. Yep. Pretty fantastic. Yeah. All right. So that, that'll pretty much wrap it up. I know it's a quick hitter, but again, want to save like a lot of our talk uh, about these guys and the current, you know, form of guys going into the open championship for next week. But this is pretty fun. I, I like that. We sort of met minds there a few times. Like it shows that at least we're on the same page. Now, whether that process is right or wrong is whatever, but we're following a similar process. Yes. We're both on the wrong page and we can, uh, <laughs> we'll recap next week and see how it goes. All right, sweet dude. Looking forward to next week.